Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Open your Bibles to Psalms, uh, Psalms 23, Psalms 23, and I want us to look at verse, um, you know what, I may go through the whole, through the whole chapter, and, um, but I want to focus on verse 6, so Psalms 23, and I may just start with verse 1 down through verse 6. This is just, um, I'm just asking the Lord, what did he want me to preach here today, just to guide me? And, um, and I just felt a direction to go with this goodness and mercy. And really the whole service has already led right up to this message. So I want to share with you uh, some of the words of David. Probably some of, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Probably many of you feel the same exact way. It's a powerful chapter. So let's look at Psalms 23. If you would, let's stand for the reading of the word today. Amen. Just move you around just a little bit. Amen. I'm just going to start with verse 1, if you don't mind. They may not have it on the screen because I only told them verse 6. But let me just go with verse 1. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Hallelujah. Here we are at the text. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. I want us to go to the Lord in prayer one more time. And would you just lift your hands if you're comfortable doing so, and let's pray together today. Father, we just come to you right now in Jesus' name. Yes. And Lord, we come believing and trusting you just to speak through through me to these men and women that are here today. God, you know what we need. You know what we come in this, these doors with. Some, some with the burden on their hearts. Lord, some with concerns about situations in their family. Lord, you know. So I'm trusting you, Father, that you would just lead us in this message. And Lord, that hearts will be changed and lives would be touched and people would be able to leave out of here today and say, surely we have been in the presence of the Lord. And Lord, I give you all the praise and glory and honor in Jesus mighty name we pray and everybody shout it out amen. amen amen let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise as you're seated today amen praise the Lord praise the Lord I um I want to look at this this is probably a chapter if any of you memorize much of the Bible this is probably one of the chapters you've memorized um, it is one that we've heard so often till probably it sticks in your mind. You can just about quote it. If you can't, I encourage you to learn it. Uh, Dr. Mark Rutland, many of you know him, just a phenomenal man of God, a leader, teacher, uh, preacher. He's just, 
He's just one of those you're a little bit jealous of everything he can do. And he wrote a book, and I think it's called 21 Seconds, if I'm not mistaken. And in that book, he talked about the Lord's Prayer and the 23rd Psalm and how powerful it is when you just begin to speak those both of those out of your mouth throughout your day. So I encourage you to memorize this chapter. It's so powerful in the words of David. It is, it's just such a comfort to us. It's such a, I can't tell you, how much of a help it has been to me over the years in my life and I uh, like to look at all of it matter of fact it's hard for me not to preach every little bit of it I preached a snippet of this yesterday when we got to the part where it says he anoints my head with oil I love that there's so much wonderful truth that you can embrace and, and you can teach your family your children I mean there's so much here that we can look at but today I would like to stick with verse 6 and for um for just a few moments i hope that it will it will speak to your hearts amen and the lord will just um i be, i'm believing the lord to open up your hearts to some of the things that he wants to share with you specifically in this i, I this keeps coming to my mind a lot of times i'll preach and um but amazingly, this is the power of God. Amazingly, I may say words, but I've had people come up to me when the service was over and they said, I'd never heard it said like that. And they would tell me what they said, what I said. And I thought, I don't even think I said that. That had to be the Lord speaking to you. And I pray today that the Lord will use me, but I hope and pray that he will just speak to you in such a distinct personal way that you will hear his voice, amen, and receive everything everything that he has for you so when I look at David I love preaching about David about the life of David um, so much that we can glean from David of course David is the author of this particular chapter and uh, some of the things that happened to him we can look back at David and Goliath and to me that is one of that is such a powerful message in there we can look though at the difficult times in David life I love to read the good times in his life but we also can look at and see that the Bible doesn't shield us from the bad times in David's life. That's very encouraging to me because it lets me know that David, even though in the book of Acts we read that David was a man that had a heart after God, still we see that David made some horrific mistakes and thankfully that even in his mistakes we see him still pursuing the Lord. We see him still repenting. We see, see him as he still falls on his face before God and says Lord create in me a clean heart Lord I need you I can't go a day without you that's what I see in David so we see his highs and we see his lows and we see in the middle of all of those highs and lows we can still go to verse 6 here and he still can say surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life amen and so I want to encourage you today to hear from the heart of David not a perfect man hear from the heart of David not a man that did everything right not a man that was proud of everything that happened but a man that was so so um I guess you would say a man that was just running after the Lord that he could look back in his life and he could say I can tell you over my life I can see the hand of God day after day after day and surely today you can look back over your life for wasn't it David that said I was once young 
young, but now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. Amen. And so I look at David as he writes this psalm, and I want to share with you just a few moments from just verse 6. And I want to begin there with the word surely. I know you're probably thinking, Beth, there's really nothing at all that we can get out of one word in the Bible, surely, but I believe surely we can. Amen. So I look at that word surely, and I want to tell you why I can't skip over it. I want to tell you why I can't go to goodness. I mean, goodness, it makes you just want to jump right to it, but I can't, and this is the reason why. The word surely means without a doubt. Amen. It is an exclamation of confidence when you see the word surely. Matter of fact, you can look in the New Testament and sometimes you would see where Jesus would say, verily, verily, I say unto you in the King James Version. Uh, you probably have heard that before. Verily, verily. Do you know really what verily, verily means is surely, surely. And the fact that Jesus would, would repeat it twice and say, surely, surely. I love the fact that David uses this word surely and he's saying without a doubt what I'm about to say you can take it to the bank and that's what happened with Jesus when Jesus would say that word verily verily and he would use it twice what he's doing is he is making such a such a, a statement there and he said trust me trust me amen I love that and for the Lord to say something like that I'm telling you you can trust anything he says but when he repeats himself I mean take it to heart make a note of it circle it and say this is what the Lord means for me and so that's what I see here with David David uses this word surely and he's saying without a doubt what I'm about to tell you you can believe it what I'm about to tell you you can tell your children what I'm about to tell you you can build your life on it you can build your family on it you can build your future on it amen and so today I want you to hear this because this verse is not just a beautiful ending to uh, Psalms 23 this verse is alive hallelujah and David said have confidence in this have confidence is what I'm about to tell you and I think about that word confidence and I love it because I believe today if there's anybody we can have confidence in it's the Lord now I don't want to get too, uh, too much too wound up right here but I believe we found out over the last years we really don't know a lot of things and and people and and entities that we can have confidence in we've started wondering about the government we've started wondering about the medical field we've started wondering about I don't know if even the media is telling us everything right you know what I mean you start going huh I don't know anymore I used to would believe everything I mean the doctor said it I'd go yes that's right I believe it I tell it but now I'm going hmm, I'm just not sure about that but I'm so grateful today that we know the one that we can have confidence in we know the one hallelujah who will always make the way and what he always tells you is always the truth it'll always work hallelujah I want to say that again what the Lord says it will always work you can have faith in that you can have confidence in that today 
And so I want us to look at this verse, if you would. In Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 14, it says, For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. In other words, hold on to the end. Have confidence all the way to the end. Don't give up halfway. I love another verse, and it says in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14, he said, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything a According to his will, he heareth us. Hallelujah. And so today, I don't know where what you've put your confidence in, but it has to be in the Lord. Amen. Your confidence, may you may say, well, I have confidence in this or this or this, but I encourage you, whatever you do, have confidence in him. Stand firm on this word right here. Know that what it says, its promises are yes and amen. Hallelujah. Hold it to your heart. I encourage you again, teach it to your children. Show your family this way. Amen. Have them on these seats every Sunday, every Wednesday in youth group, in children's ministry. Hallelujah. Why? Because I don't know what schools are teaching, but I know this word lasts. Amen. I don't know what's happening with your children wherever they are, but I do know this word. You can have confidence in it. I said it a moment ago. I think you can take this to the bank. Amen. Hallelujah. Man, I feel this right here. You can build your family on it. Hallelujah. You can build your family on this. This this word right here, this word will tell you how to live every day of your life. This word will teach you how to raise your children. This word will either even teach you how to eat. Amen. It's the truth. This word right here. Have confidence in this word. Hallelujah. Let's move ahead. And let's go to the next word because I love the next word is goodness. Surely have confidence in what I'm about to tell you, goodness. You say, what is goodness? We've, we've said this all of our lives. But what is goodness? Goodness meets our need. Amen. Goodness is our provider. It is our provision. Listen to Psalms 31 and verse 19. This is out of the New Living Translation. And the way it describes it is amazing. I want you to hear it. Psalms 31 and 19, it says, How great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. I want to say that one more time. How great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection blessing them before the watching world. Now you say what does that mean? It means for every person who has that reverent fear of the Lord. For every person that will trust in the Lord. Every person that will rely on him completely as their source of provision. As their source of strength. He said guess what? He He said, I have an abundance of goodness that has been stored up for you. I I want you to hear that today. He has an abundance stored up for you to tap into through that faith and that confidence that you have in him. But notice this. It doesn't say that he'll do it in secret. I love this because I don't ask for this. He just tells me this. It doesn't say that he'll bless you in secret, but it says that he will bless you before the watching world. And you say, why is that? Well, I'll tell you. It's because he wants the world to know that when you serve him, he is the great provider. He is the great way maker. He wants you to be able to be blessed in such a way that when the world is looking and they 
go, how in the world did that happen for you right now? You won't be able to say, well, let me tell you how good I am. Let me tell you how hard I've been working. But no, you'll be able to point your finger upward and say, let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me tell you about what the Lord has done for me. Let me tell you how he's always the way maker. Let me tell you how when I don't even deserve it, the Lord has just come through for me. Amen. He is the mighty one, the great I am, the provider of all the ages. Amen. That's who he is. Hallelujah. And that's why he wants you to be blessed. He don't want you to be blessed so we can flaunt it in front of people and say, look at me, look at me. No, he wants to bless you so we can say, look at him, look at him, look at him. That's our Lord today. Amen. Woo. Praise the Lord. So whatever you do, when the Lord wants to bless you, don't go, well, no, not. no, let him bless you. Amen. He wants to bless you. Let him bless you. And then let people know who Jesus is. Amen. What he wants to do in our lives. Hallelujah. Woo. Praise the Lord. We can stay there all day. Let me just give you a great, a great example. I think I've got time to do it. It is so powerful to me. Um, I was, uh, I had to have heart surgery a number of years ago. And I was single at the time. And, um, and I was on the road full time. And so for those of you that don't know what that means, that means self-employed. <laughs> so uh, I was employed by the Lord, but that is the truth. And that's what I'm about to tell you. So I did not have an employer that I could go back to or a church, a pastor that I could say, hey, I'm going to be out for eight weeks. And, and I had to have open heart surgery. And I was like, is there a way you can pay me? Can I have some FMLA or whatever they call it in the medical field and, and a family, family medical leave? I didn't have anything like that. And so I couldn't believe it because I just uh, stepped back into full-time evangelism. I'd been in it about a year when all of this started taking place. And I was like, man, what in the world? God, why didn't you do this when I was at the church? You know, I was, I was a little frustrated with the Lord. And I'm telling you, the Lord really got me. And I just had to repent over that thing. And so my, my, one of my best friends, she said, Beth, how much do you need during this time? What, what do you need to pay your bills? And uh, my mom and dad are wonderful people, but you know, they're not wealthy. They were paying their bills. And, and so I said, um, I had a home and a car and you know, all of that. And, and I said, well, and I give her a number. I just, I, I was just kind of thought through it for a few minutes. And I said, really, this amount would take care of things. And she said, well, we're just going to believe God for that. And so we began to pray about it and ask the Lord about it. And, and, I, and you know, I just had to trust him because I didn't really know what else to do. But can I just make this story really short? But I want to tell you that when the last week that I was out, the last week before I could go back into preaching and traveling, I went to my post office box. I'm not lying about this. I went to my post office box. I pulled a check out of that post office box. And do you know that it ended up equaling the total amount that people gave just graciously through that time it ended up equaling the exact amount that I spoke out of my mouth amen you say what in the world no I'm telling you the truth I was shocked the things that I never dreamed it was happening right before my eyes the things that I heard other people say can I even tell you that through COVID I didn't know what I was going to do pastor I'm telling you March rolled around we, start, we started canceling 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 and I thought what in the world am I going to do still full time traveling I mean it was the most amazing things things started coming in checks started I thought I 
I've not preached to these people in years. What in the world? And they said, you were on my heart this morning. I just wanted to bless you. I said, look at God. Amen. I can't take any credit for that. I can't say, look at me. I wasn't doing anything. I was just praying and believing God. And the Lord made a way. I want you to hear me today. You have a testimony like that. I know you do. You have a testimony where God made a way where it looked like there wouldn't be a way. You have a testimony how God would, has brought you up. And it felt like, my goodness, I'll never be able to make another step in this direction. But you've seen his goodness. Amen. You say, oh, yes, I have. Then you need to tell somebody. Amen. Then you need to share it with somebody. You need to say, let me tell you how good God's been in my life. Woo. Praise the Lord. It's hard not to get excited about it, isn't it? The goodness of the Lord. See, because David said, have confidence what I'm about to tell you is true. What I'm about to tell you is true. He said, goodness. And then let's go ahead. I want to go a little bit further, if you would. Before I do, let me give you this last scripture. It's on my notes. I don't want to forget it. Psalms 107 and verse 8. I love this one. And it says, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. Hallelujah. So if you say, I don't have any reason to praise the Lord, you do now. Amen. Because he's been good to you. Hallelujah. He's been good to your family. He's made a way. You say, how do you know? Because you're sitting right here. And you drove your car to get here. And you came with clothes on your body. And most of you probably had coffee to drink this morning. At the least, I can tell you he's been good to you. You had gas in your gas tank. He gave you ears to hear the alarm clock when it woke you up this morning. He gave you eyes to see what the time was on the clock. He gave you a mind a mind to get up and get ready and come to the house of the Lord. The Lord's been good to you. Somebody ought to give the Lord praise today. Woo! He's been good to me. I know he's been good to you. Praise the Lord. Let me keep going now. I want to go to the word mercy. Surely goodness and mercy. My goodness, we could preach all day about mercy, but I'll keep it as short as I can to still make the point, but it is powerful. Mercy what is that? It forgives our faults. And it is that assurance from Christ that our faults are forgiven. What is mercy today? Mercy is the Lord's kindness toward us. Amen. I can even say it another way. Mercy is the Lord's pity for us. Even though we're a wreck. Even though we've been a mess. Even though we've done things that we know we shouldn't have done. Oh, we can call on the Lord and he extends his mercy to me. He extends his mercy to you today. Matter of fact, if you look in the Word of God, you can find the word mercy mentioned just in the book of Psalms. You can find the, the word mercy mentioned 99 times just in that one book. And I believe in the whole Bible, if I saw it correctly, it's over 300, about 320 times the word mercy is mentioned. Amen. How powerful that is. Let me give you some scripture with that word mercy because I think it will encourage you. Psalms 86 and 15 it says but thou O Lord art a God full of compassion and gracious long suffering plenteous in mercy and in truth amen Psalms 100 I love this one it says for the Lord is good his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations again in Psalms it says oh give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endureth forever hallelujah let me give you the last 
1, it says, Blessed be the God of our Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy, there it is again, hath begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. It's the mercy of the Lord today. And you may say, what does that mean, though, on my level? Mercy is the reason we're not in hell today. That's just cut and dry. There it is. Mercy is the reason that you and I aren't burning in a, in a hell, in hell today. I'm so thankful today for his mercy because I can tell you, I can look at myself in the mirror and I can tell you all of my messes. You say, well, you're a preacher. Yes, but I can still tell you all of my messes. I can remember all of those mistakes. I can go back and recall those things that I'm humiliated about, ashamed of, hope it never comes back up. But I want you to know the mercy of the Lord. Reach down to me in that pit. Reach down to me in that mess. Reach down to me and took me up and cleansed me and washed me and put my feet on a solid rock and he established my goings and he said don't give up. Don't give up. I have mercy on you today. Amen. I'm giving you another chance. I'm giving you another opportunity. Woo! Praise the Lord. Aren't we thankful today for the mercy of the Lord and his, the word said his mercy Mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. Woo. Well, let me just go another step now because you probably say just like I would, you've missed a word, and I did. And there's a word right there that I absolutely love, and the word is and. <laughs> I'm so glad the word's not or, aren't you? Because it says surely goodness and mercy. It could say surely goodness or mercy, and we'd have to choose one or the other. But I'm so glad today you and I don't have to choose. Amen. He said, I've got goodness for you and I've got mercy for you. You can have them both. Amen. I've got exactly what you need. And you may say, what's the difference? Help me understand the difference. I want to do that today. And you'll find, I'll just kind of put it in kind of my terms and it'll help. I think it'll help you. Goodness cares for the temporal. But mercy cares for the spiritual. When you look at goodness, it's the bounty of God. I love that. But mercy, it's the love of God. Don't we need them both though? It's goodness that'll lead us to repentance. That's goodness. But it's mercy that leads to that change, that regeneration. I'll, I'll say it one other way. It is goodness that caused the prodigal son to say I'm going to go back to my daddy's house I'm hungry and I know at least I can be a servant I know that I can eat there I know that I can have a place to lay my head even if I'm just a servant so that was the goodness of his father but it was mercy that ran down the road to meet the son amen it was mercy that said go get a ring and put it on his finger and go get shoes and put them on his feet and go get the robe and put it around him amen it was mercy that said go get Kill the fatted calf. My son has come home. Woo! Praise the Lord. So the physical need was there, and the physical need was met, but also that heart that needed to be turned. I'm telling you, the father met him and said, I forgive you, son, and I don't want you living outside. I don't want you living in the servants' quarters. I want you coming into the house. You're my son. You're my son. Hallelujah. Now I want to take it one more step, and then we'll close but give me just a minute amen it's so encouraging so surely goodness and mercy shall follow me oh this is if it could get any better it does amen I know it's hard to believe it but it does 
shall follow me. That sounds really nice, doesn't it? Really comforting. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. But if you go to the original, which I'm not a, I'm not a expert, so let me just say that. But I did find this out. If you go to the original Hebrew, that sentence there, or that phrase, shall follow me, is even better. Because this is what it means. That word follow translates shall pursue me. Oh my goodness. I think that's so amazing. So it's one thing for somebody just to follow you around. You know what I mean? They're just following you everywhere you go. It follows you all the days of my life. But it's another thing for something to pursue you. That means they're chasing after you. That means when you're not even looking for it, here it comes. Amen. That means you don't even have to turn around and go, are you back there? Are you back? No, no. He's not following from a distance. He's pursuing. He's coming up on you. He sees what you need before you can even see it. He's pursuing you. He's coming after you. I love that today. It reminds me woo, of Deuteronomy 28. And in Deuteronomy 28, it tells me that if I'm obedient to the Lord, that the blessing of the Lord will overtake me now I love that what does that mean I mean it means it just comes on you amen it means when you ain't even looking for it whoa the blessings of the Lord are there isn't that amazing that's what this reminds me of is that goodness and mercy is running after me amen if I go this way they're running after me if I go this way they're running after me oh I love that today it means that in the summer months goodness and mercy's there in the winter time when things are dead around me goodness and mercy is there in the good days in the sunny days in the rainy days I'll tell you goodness and mercy pursues me all the days of my life amen all the days and he pursues you and they pursue you as well today I'll be honest with you if you'll help me to close today I want to show you something they come this is so powerful I've thought about it so many times see because a lot of people I think there's a good place to put this in. A lot of people try to manipulate God and try to get God to do exactly what we want to do and how we want Him to do it and do it like this. But see, when I read this, it lets me know I don't have to manipulate. I don't have to coerce God. I don't have to pay Him a certain amount. All I have to do is live for Him. Amen. All I have to do is lean on him. All I have to do is trust in him. And when I do that, goodness and mercy runs after me. So I'll give you a couple of instances in my life because, because I know me better than you. So I'll, um, I don't know if I could use your example, I would, but I'll just have to use mine for today. But I think about goodness and mercy, and I can tell you, I've seen it in the good days and in the bad. I can promise you that not to bring up a really sad subject and, and I can't be real sad about it because I know where she is but I've told y'all before about my niece at 18 years old that passed in that car accident it was just a hor horrific horrific event um, on a Monday morning I woke up to that call I won't go through all of it drove home drove two hours home trying to get to an ER just to see possibly if I could see her alive and I didn't I didn't actually I found out most likely she passed right there in that car it was amazing though her dad was a minute behind her and was able to reach his hands in that car and hold her isn't that the love of God the mercy of the Lord but I can tell you as I walked in I ran into that ER I ran down that hallway 
and I stood beside her little body I'll never forget it I guess it'll always be it's been a lot of years 2008 but it still feels so real and I stood and looked at her and she looked perfect I mean you couldn't tell a lot of internal damage and I just looked I said oh my goodness but I'm telling you as hard as that day was as hard as it was to stand beside that coffin that day and greet people and shake people's hands and listen to their kind words do you know even there I, I went oh goodness mercy oh right there in that ER goodness mercy followed me right there I was it was there he was there they were there Everybody, how you want to say it he them they <laughs> there he was goodness and mercy but I can also tell you when I stood at that altar and I married Kurt after many many long years of searching <laughs> and I said I do and we left out of that church there that day and everybody was thrilled my mom the most of all <laughs> She didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> walk, I'm telling you, I could walk out, get in that car, and I went, goodness and mercy is with me. Amen. In my highest day, in my lowest day, in the most thrilling time of my life, and in the most difficult times of my life, I'm telling you, He doesn't leave you when times get tough. He doesn't walk away when other people don't know what to say. He doesn't leave you. Amen. He doesn't go in a different direction. And I can tell you again, I want to say it on the sunniest, most joyful day of your life. I'm telling you, He's still pursuing you all the days of your life. Amen. And today I want to ask you, I want to ask you about your life with Him. Do you know Jesus as your Savior? You say, I want that in my life. I know you do. I do. But the first, the first thing that has to happen is do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? A lot of people want this joy. And a lot of people want this peace. And a lot of people want all of these things I've been talking about. But today, he's just looking for you to turn to him and say, I want you, Lord. And I'm telling you, when you do, His mercy will reach out to you. His mercy will grab you up. His mercy will do the miraculous in your life. I want to ask you today, what about you? Let's stand, if you would. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Don't you love Him today? Amen. Isn't it exciting what the Lord has done and wants to do in our lives? Amen. If you just bow your heads. Close your eyes all over this place for just a moment. If you say, Beth, I've walked into this place today, this church with a friend. I've walked in as I have many other Sundays. And I've just waited and waited and waited. And I feel like I can't wait another day. I just want to be honest with you in the days that we're living in. In the times that we're in and what's happening around this world. I don't have to go into it. Surely most of you have seen it on the news. I believe time is so short. I believe we're so close to the end. And today, if there's ever been a time that I just want to, I want to just plead with you and say, let today be your day. Let today be your day. This is the day. I don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know what tomorrow will hold. But what I do know, I do know who holds tomorrow. And I want to be in his hand. And I want to be in his grip today. So what about you in this house? If you say, Beth, I'm not ready to meet the Lord. I'm not where I need to be with the Lord today. But I want to surrender my life to Him. I'm tired of running. I'm try, tired of trying to make it on my own to, to get all this goodness all by myself. It'll never happen. You need Jesus. I need Jesus. So if that's you today, 
I just want you to slip your hand up and say, I want to give my heart to Jesus Christ. I want to commit my life to Him. If that's you today, would you slip your hand up in this place? If you're not where you need to be with the Lord, if you were to die today and you don't know where eternity, what eternity would look like for you, would you just slip your hand up right now? Is there anybody here that you're away from the Lord? You've been straddling the fence. You've been going back and forth, back and forth. But now today you realize, I can't do that anymore. I need His goodness. I need His mercy. I need the Lord. Amen. Is there anybody here right now that you just slip your hand up? Anybody here? I don't see any hands. I don't want to miss you. I don't see any hands raised. Thank you, Lord. The Lord, I believe, is speaking to your hearts, though. And I want to give us a time of prayer. Because I believe that without a doubt, whether or not it's you, there's people you know. There's people in your family. There's people that you work with. And you say, oh, if they could just understand the goodness of the Lord. If they could just understand the mercy of the Lord. I want to give us a time. And I didn't ask Pastor about it. But I'd like just Pastor to call him to the front. Are you okay with that? I want us to do this. If you say, Beth, I want to just pray. I just want to call on the name of the Lord today. I want to open these altars up. And on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to come. And I know it's a Sunday morning and you may have things to do, but there'll be nothing more important than this time that you have to spend with the Lord. Would you take a few moments and call on his name for family, for friends? One, two, three. Let's come right now. Come on. If you want to just come and thank him. If you want to just come and and acknowledge what he's done and magnify him for what he's done. Why don't you take some time this Sunday morning and let's come, let's come around this altar. You can kneel, you can stand, it doesn't matter. But I'm telling you, the Lord wants to hear from you. Hasn't he been faithful? Hasn't he been so faithful to you today? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's come. Let's come. Let's worship him in this altar. Let's lift up our family. Let's lift up those who are away from the Lord. Would you take a few moments as they sing? Let's call on his name. Amen.